I'm just going to say it wasn't a bad race. It wasn't a great race. Uh, and it didn't have the exciting end that we had last week. Welcome to the uh, EFTM podcast. Uh, at the end of the 70th Gr- uh, anniversary Grand Prix, I still hate the name, Connor. You do. You have been whinging about it left, right, and centre <laughs> ever since it was announced. So, it's just like, what, is it, what does it mean? But Seven, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And I know it was celebrating 70 years of Formula One, but yeah. it just didn't, to me, it just kind of lacked the uh, the energy that we had from the last five laps of last week's British Grand Prix. Yeah, let, let's be honest, Harry. Uh, last, last week's race was a complete snore fest, bar four, five of the laps at best. Would you rather the exciting five laps or end like a really dull the rest of the race? Or are you happy with this just that is a you know, very good six question. out of ten the whole way? That's a, wow. I, you know what? Sorry, sorry to open it no, up. No, I, th- I think it's a, a very, I think it's a big because it's a quandary, right? It's it's mm. the quandary of uh, the modern Formula One until twenty twenty two with the regulations as they are, as we have well discussed. Um, we're not going to get close, close racing. We had that mid-pack dramas today. Again, no mm. real much movement going on unless there was a strategy difference. Um, but I would prefer today's race because strategy, tyres created something different. And you know what? You look at this and you, we're recording as the boys are on the podium. You've got Max Verstappen with a win. You've got Mercedes in essentially in shambles, right? Mm. Because they've had a problem that essentially no other team has had over the last two weeks, and that is massive tyre drama. It's like they've completely stuffed up their <coughs> their, their preparation of the cars, like their setups. Like well, they've been great in qualifying, but when it's come to these last two Grand Prix here at Silverstone, they, they have just been dreadful with their tyre conservation. And Harry, as you said, we're not exactly engineers or smart enough to understand no. why tyre pressures make a difference, but it could it be... That Mercedes car is engineered to to the line to perfection. That once you've given an instruction from Pirelli to go up in pressures, as they were this weekend because of the dramas of last weekend, it, it pushes it a- across the threshold, and therefore it creates that drama. So maybe they they built such a fine piece of equipment that it can't cope with a technical change that was outside of their control. Or, or is it DAS? Like, you, you floated the idea. <laughs> good like, point. I, again, we, we go back, we're not engineers. I, I don't have a good enough knowledge as to how specifically that could affect tyre pressures and, and, and the, you know, the, the temperature on track and how that all comes yeah. into play there and, and that sort of thing. But DAS is, if you think of the one thing that they've got different to every other car yeah, on the grid, yeah. it's DAS. Well, Racing Point is the same car from last yeah. year. Without yeah. DAS... They didn't have the problem. And I'm sure Toto slides his race notes every week underneath the hotel doors to, to <laughs> Racing Point as well so they can keep tuning in that way. So, we'll, again, DAS is the only thing in the way. We'll talk Racing Point dramas after the, after we recap the race. It, well, it wasn't uh, um, it wasn't a, a stunning first lap even. Last, last week's first lap except was more for, exciting. No, what about Vettel? Except for Vettel, who, of his own He's accord, been, as best we can tell, yeah. literally just spun it like... Trevor Long playing just F1 20. Living up to his reputation. Without traction control. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just horrible. Reddit's going to go nuts for that. I haven't, even, I haven't opened up Formula 1 Reddit yet, but they did, uh, Vettel spin is just the the thing that can make Reddit's race. I think it was, was it Martin Brundle or, or Crofty, or it might have been Paul DeResta at the, what do they call it, the race control, um, that said, 
Why does he keep on spinning? <laughs> oh, Valtteri's pissed. Oh. What's happened? Oh, so all the guys. Off. No, so, so, yeah, look, so all the guys uh. are spraying each other with champagne. So Max Lewis and who I can't see who's up there from Red Bull, and Valtteri's just sits like sulking on the side and just drinking straight out of the champagne. He stayed bowl. on on his position, and everyone yeah. else ran around wow. until yeah. he was spraying. And and you know Valtteri was asked at the end by Martin, you know, broadly what he thought of the race. He didn't. Take the time to really bag him. He's it gone. Feels like he's gone. He's, he's gone. He's pissed gone. off. He he is just gone. First like man off the podium. God. He Mercedes has really upgraded their robot now to have some emotions. Yes, <laughs> maybe it's got <laughs> some it's AI firmware. Slow learning AI. Some AWS firmware in there. Um, you know, Valtteri started the race in pole position. He led. He was ahead in stops, and then was it the second stop? That they just didn't bring Lewis in, they but just yeah, let they Lewis stay out. He, he, he got the better strategy, the one, the one stopper. A far better oh, strategy. Did it not being two stop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but, but, I just wonder, you know, from a team's perspective, there's always that who comes in first, right? And it's mm. always the person that is in the lead. But they've they've brought Valtteri in, and they've sent him out again. They've looked at the tires and gone, oh crap, it's not that bad. Like the mm. blistering is looks bad, but there's still plenty of wear on the tires. So they've left Lewis out. So Valtteri having that benefit of... But the question really is, which will never be answered, if, if it was the opposite, yeah. would they have left Valtteri out if Lewis was um, the one that came in and sacrificed himself for the for the tyre situation? But at a minimum, I don't think it was premeditated to go, OK, no. we're going we're gonna to screw you over, Valtteri, to, mm. to test you Bottom, out first. I agree. I think they were just doing what they normally would. Get the, the guy in first to, to the pit stop, and then they saw the tyres, and it was, they, it was better than they were expecting, and then Lewis just happened to to get the benefit out of that. And look, their modus operandi at every step of the way is to score the most possible yeah. points. And let's be honest, the most possible points was to get Lewis to the front. It turned out that he couldn't get there. He didn't have the pace to get Max. So the only thing in your mind is, should there have been a switchback? Like in that whole, you know... Good old mm. days of you know let him pass. If you don't get past, you got to give back the place. You know should they've you know, should Valtteri have got the place back from Lewis? Problem is Lewis would never do that. No, then that yeah. compromises their whole everyone gets to race everybody. You know thesis that they run by allegedly. Yeah, um, wasn't it funny? Very early in the race, I think it was lap twelve. Max uh, Max's engineer gets on the and we're all, we're twelve laps in. To a snore fest, right? We're 12 laps in yep. to a potentially very, very boring 50 laps as per last week. Max is now 1.5-ish seconds behind uh, Lewis and gaining. And his engineer comes on the radio <laughs> and we hear it and says, Max, you need to pull back. We need to look after these tyres. They're going to overheat. Um, and we've both sat here and gone, this is ridiculous. Come on, we need this. Yeah. We need the race. Fortunately, Connor, yes. Max didn't give a shit what his engineer said. He could not give a fuck about what his engineer said and said, mate, I'm not driving like a grandma. Yeah. You can shove whatever you're thinking up your bum and I'm going to go for it. And it's, it's quite remarkable that he was able to say that. He was able to push and, and get close. But most importantly, he was right. He was. Yeah. I, he was. He, he knew exactly what those tyres were going to do. So what was Red Bull's strategy there if he, li- if he listened? So I think they I I don't think they thought they were going to get the life out of them that they yeah. did. Well, I think they were watching what Mercedes were doing at the same time. They knew that Mercedes tire wear was far worse than what they were going through and I think they were just trying to be But at, but at 12 laps they didn't know, right? At 12 they laps they didn't know. Mm. At at 15 20 they know that 
they, they don't have the same problem that Mercedes mm. does, which is exactly why also they only run a, what is a six or eight lap stint on the mediums for Max before six laps, yeah. sending mm. him back out again on the hards because they know full well those tyres can make it to the end. Like, as was said by someone, or it was Karuna or someone on the Sky commentary, utterly brilliant strategy by Red Bull this weekend, not just today, yep. but yesterday, to go, hang on a minute, the hard tyre is the tyre we qualified on last week because it was the medium last week. Yep. Let's qualify on that in Q2 and let's get through so we start the race on a unique tyre and that was their point of difference. And that's what they have to do because they know that their car, in most scenarios, is not as quick as the Mercedes. So the other option there, if, you, if your car's not as quick, is you, you kind of just have to do the opposite strategy-wise and, and hope it plays out, which, which today it, it did perfectly. Mm. But the other thing about car, the car being quick, Connor, I don't know whether you, you observe the times much, but, uh, you know, Max, even with good tyres, bad tyres, Max was fast. He was that exceptionally fast. was fast. And not only that, look at Alex Albon. Yes, he was further yeah, down the field, but he had bit. some really fast laps. He was actually holding the fastest lap of the race at one point. And the other thing is, too, his car was that fast. He had enough confidence to take some pretty ballsy moves around the outside on certain people, including Kimi Raikkonen. And Raikkonen, oh, yeah. at one point, was not going to make it easy for him. I think it was in the first third of the race, but, and, and he got it done, and that was through Cops' corner. Ended up like sixth or something like sixth that? Sixth position, yeah. But Al- Albon? Fifth. fifth. Fifth, there you go. You know why? Because Racing Point pitted Hulk. They that was the, the weirdest strategy I've like, I just I still I've been thinking about that pretty much since it happened. I cannot work it out. All of us here were were screaming and, for, his, for a podium. Unless his tires were screwed and just that it wasn't talked about on, on screen or anything and like that. But you don't know those decisions, but mm. it wasn't like he was dropping off the pace. No. He he it looked like it was one of those strategy moves, but it's like that made if, no it sense. Was from a rookie strategist, he's like, Oh, we can make up time. Dude, there's no way he's gonna make up. It was like Twelve seconds to get to Albon, let and alone anyone else. And then in front of him was Stroll. Mm. Yeah. So what was the plan to get it past get Albon and then were. get past your teammate? Back was to that, where he was. Well, they they went to softs at the end of the race. Obviously, they tried to go for a fast lap, but and that just yeah, didn't work. But out. even then, the points would have been more from the position that he that he lost, right? Yeah. It, well, that was that was our debate. Was he came in for softs on a short stint of seven or eight laps? That that. So let's assume the softs are going to be fine because that's a very very it's literally a soft tire. Um, how do you, like, you, you get one point for a fastest lap, yep. which you didn't do, by the way, and <laughs> that's no way that's made up for the points that you lost by dropping two to three places. But and that was, the funny thing as well is when he, he, when he dropped back, he was not gaining on Albon at all. At all. Not like at in, all. In fact, I think he got, ended up slower. Which th- also just proves how good that Red Bull was. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. I've got to say, Racing Point really kind of shot themselves in the foot tonight with their strategies. Let's face it. I mean, they had good they had good pace. I really thought that if those tyres with the Mercedes were going to blow up or whatever, Racing Point were mm. in a very good position to benefit, as were the Renaults. But unfortunately for the Renaults, that they also too... That was just a bad day. Yeah, it was just a bad day for the for the French outfit, particularly yeah. for Daniel Ricciardo. Well, he... he is couple of faults on his own there. Yeah, and he's got no one else to blame other than himself. Exactly. Clearly he had to pit because his tyres were 50 cent pieces or something because there's no other reason to come in again. Like Hulk, there was no reason Mm. to pit there. Um, Let's talk about Vettel again, though, because not only did he completely fuck up the first lap uh, and then have to come through the field, then at some point he's pitted, he's come back out, Sainz had a bad stop, um, very, very small uh, in terms of the the time, but it was enough for, for Vettel to be stuck in close quarters with signs. And he's on the radio 
saying something like, "This is a ba- this is bad. You've stuffed this up." <laughs> he did. This he is, did this say is the that. gap we talked about before the race. I, I, I'm. I just the the restraint of an engineer to not get back on the button and just go, "Ah, Seb." You fucking spun on the first corner, you dickhead. <laughs> like, what an absolute prick. Now, Lewis, like, think about Lewis, right? Lewis is the, you know, he, he's got the ego. He's got the attitude of all of all of them, frankly. Um, but he, at least at the end there, just said, look, we've just got to look into that. We've got to, we've he knows got to, to berate in private. At a, well, you know, he, he as close as he got to berating was to say, as a team, we need to look at why that happened. Fair, fair call. That's fair true. Call. Any any idiot knows that's the case. Whereas Seb is on the radio bagging people. I mean, this just goes back to the point of there's just such you just bad get blood. Rid of him right now. Oh, they, oh, yeah. They hate each other. Like it's clearly it's an abusive relationship that is if together you're for Matea, the kids. Wouldn't you just ring Hulk and say, mate, you want to come to Ferrari for a few races? Like fuck off, Seb. Yeah. If we can't get Carlos, you can come here for a few races. Wouldn't that like, be great? Just something. Just wouldn't like Seb is toxic right now. Oh, he's. Well, I, think, and, I think it's vice versa. I think. The Ferrari, the, as much as he's saying dumb shit and he's spinning out in the first lap, his car is nowhere near as as quick as, as Charles. I don't know. What was his car or, Char- or the Ferrari overall? Because Charles did okay. Charles did fourth. Fourth place in One the stop. end. One stop strategy. Lucky. Like, yeah. He, he just flew very under the radar there. He mm. just did his, did his you job. You know why? Because we all thought he was going to pit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, go on. I don't know. I wasn't. No, I was going to say, like, he, he he actually played the, the 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 pit stop game very very well. We all we were talking before the race began, Trevor and I, and we thought, well, who's going to do a one stopper today? Because Harry was late. Yeah, like, it just it seemed <laughs> late. Worrying. You seemed rushed as you arrived. No, I was doing my own race on the Pacific Highway. I was telling you, it was just pouring. It's mate. It's called rain. Yeah. Did you have the top down or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 the roof was... <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. Sorry, Connor, what were you saying? I was going to say, well, you and I were talking about who was going to do the one-stopper tonight. And I, 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 I honestly think I thought... I that. You're right. Yeah, Absolutely. I honestly yeah. thought... I honestly thought there was no way after last week you would be able to do a one-stopper. But Leclerc did. Let's be clear. There's no way that was their plan. <laughs> I don't think anyone's plan actually happened. That's, that's probably quite right, actually. Mm. Genuinely, I don't... Of... The teams that matter, anyway. Who knows if the has? I think Red Bull would have been the ones that had plan A was to go long on the hards and then two short sectors, yeah. maybe on the mediums, um, and their plan B would have been a one stopper. So I reckon they've they've come up with a new plan on the go, knowing yeah. how well they're going on the hards. Let's face it. I mean. The, the, the relationship between Vettel and Ferrari, yes, we know it's toxic, but it's just like a bad divorce happening right now, and you just know that you know a lot of dirty laundry is being aired between the pair right now, even though fit technic- publicly nothing's been said in that regard, but you can just tell by that culture between them. It's just like dirty laundry, and it's, it's just oh, it's just excruciating to watch the way it's panning out right now. Esteban Ocon being interviewed on Sky right now, isn't he just a nothing? Oh, yeah. Like, mm. he... Without Fernando next year, they've got nothing. I mean, he's just he he, he gives nothing, brings nothing to the team. It doesn't. It doesn't bring It'd be to me. Horrible as, if you heard y- this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem like an exciting a person to me. He just yeah. It doesn't. Well, hang on. There's a few of those. Antonio. Giovinazzi. Oh, he's yeah. yeah. There's like a tier of these See, Kimi, guys. Kimi's lack of excitement is is actually his character. Yeah, that's, and we, the that's fact why we he's love him. Seven hundred and fifty years old now. Yeah, and he's his genius. But uh, who, who else it, is on oh, the so, list? So you've got Kivya. Yes. I don't even know what he did. Did he race today? Yeah, he did. Oh, oh there you go. He, he even got a point. I had no idea. Hang well on. Done to him. 
Who got a point? Oh, Kvyat. Yeah. Kvyat. Yeah. Right. So, so the most so boring people in Formula 1 right now. Kvyat, Ocon, Giovinazzi, yep. Latifi. Oh, yeah. yeah well, okay, rank I them, agree. Rank them, those four. From I'm saying Latifi, number one, most boring person. From most boring. Oh, Giovinazzi, yeah. number two. Yep. Uh, Kvyat and Ocon. So Ocon's yeah. come out all right in the end because I started bagging him. But yeah. Fourth, <laughs> fourth <laughs> least Four exciting 20. person on the grid. Yeah. Out of 20. He just, he's just... He's you, get not to the pinnacle, you get to the pinnacle of your sport and you're either one of three things. You're boring, you're exciting, or you're a bit of an egomaniac narc. Yeah. So you've got Vettel and Hamilton in that middle sector. You've got Lando and Daniel up in the in the fun sector. You just don't know what you're going to get with these people. Mm. You just don't. You're right. There's a fourth. There's a nothing people. You you don't want to be in that group of drivers that are not the worst drivers, but you know they're never going to get you a consistent top, you know, sixth or seventh position. But doesn't doesn't that get to the question? And we've discussed this broadly, uh, you know. And I think Haas is the best chance to do this because they have some level of independence. Yeah. To just go and and this is the conversation we had on Twitter, like just sign Hulk and Sergio. Yeah. Imagine yeah. Haas with Hulk and Sergio. I think it would well, be a great combination. I assume the car's going to be average again next year, though. Well, you know, is that a bad thing? Just, just for some excitement. Some of the, some <laughs> of the problems they've had have been driver error. Absolutely. What happened today? Why, why did Magnussen retire? Oh, they just gave just. up. So you know what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, who cares? I mean, really, who cares? We can't cares? afford the petrol. Fucking bring it in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I mean, who really cares about Gene's Magnuson? been on the phone. His credit card's maxed yeah. out. <laughs> They run it on E10. They run out of fuel. Just there hasn't been even an investigation launched, but I find it staggering that Lewis didn't uh, cross the 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 line uh, over the limit on speed. Oh, I'm yeah, shocked. Oh, speaking of penalties and Magnussen, the fact he kept giving those five second penalties. Yeah, about three or five if, second penalties. If, if you haven't watched the race in full, uh, watch it back in full to the point where Kevin Magnussen gets a five <laughs> second penalty. And then a couple of minutes later, like, he gets another one. And he's and already then a couple of minutes later, he gets another one. And then Crofty mentions it. It's like the Formula <laughs> One TV people have gone. Can someone tell Crofty about the penalty? <laughs> Crofty you know? had a shocker today. It wasn't one of his. Well, I'm, not, I'm not one to. I'm not one to shit on people in media, but that was just he, a particularly. Yesterday during quali- during quali or pra- practice three, he showed a, a mug that he's got, which which is a Murray Walker uh, tribute mug. It says "Go Go Go" on it, and he said, "I'm gonna gonna start the 70th Grand Prix with Go Go." It would have been great, and he never Actually, did. He would have been great. Just instead of saying "lights out" and away, he said "Go Go Go." I would have fucking loved that, <laughs> but he didn't. No, no. It was very disappointing. Yeah, I was disappointed. I was excited for him to actually do that as a tribute to Murray. The worst thing he said, uh, Crofty oh. said today was when when it was when Lewis uh, sped into the pits, as we assumed. He said, "Do you reckon that's a uh, what sort of penalty is that? A fine? <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> imagine <laughs> finding a Formula One. Imagine finding the most well-paid driver in Formula One ten thousand. Yeah, that's his. That's his morning coffee. That is like pocket money. Yeah, it, like serious. My other favorite one was when it was towards the end of the race, and he was talking about Red Bull. And then I can't remember his exact words, but he was basically saying, how good would the sport be if all the cars were good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, another, another great comment. Sorry, was on Crofty. The, uh, another great Again, comment. don't think he's listening. <laughs> no. Max Verstappen. I love his team radio now. He's just <laughs> getting better and better. <laughs> at the end, at the yeah, end. at the oh, end of the race. had a drink. Yeah, don't forget to have a drink and don't forget to sanitise. <laughs> yeah, your hands, your hands will be real sweaty today. Don't forget sweaty. to sanitise. <laughs> Although Christian Horner lost me more than he's lost me many times before by saying to Max, well, that was a great race, great race, a very sanitised race or something like I that. I feel like that was an in-joke that we just didn't get. Yeah, but 
just say it somewhere else. That's mm. broadcast, mate. It just didn't work for me. Anyway, um, what's interesting is we've spent very little time talking about the race, um, which is a sad uh, admission that Formula One has still got a long I way just to felt, go. I didn't really feel like there was much racing today. That's my, I was yeah. trying to work out why, it, even though the That's results were different than normal, it was just the grid was just kind of ended up in a different order through strategy. Like, there was no... Yeah. There was, I mean, there was some. Let, there let's was be a couple clear. of moments. Like Albon is now at the Sky Pad with Paul Dresch as we record, and he Paul, did have three. Paul hats shocking. Three. If it's this whole fifties oh, bullshit, that's, that's what they're doing. Um, he he had at least three good passes, so got to give him that. I think he showed himself to be uh, a better driver than Pierre Gasly for a bit. That's what essentially he was trying to do, right? I mean, that's, that's what he needed that's to Albon's do. task right yeah. now. It's that's just that's a simple role in life. I still think he's not going to. Uh, I, not from this crop of drivers. I think the most likely thing, if they're going to replace that, will be do they pull like some someone from like Sonata out of F two? Well, the the problem Honda. with Red Bull is that you know they're they're a family, and so they they pretty much have to bring them from somewhere. Because again, like right now, I'd sign Hulk. Absolutely, oh, yeah. but there's no way that exactly. There's no way that'll happen yeah. because of the way. The organization. Yeah. It's like the mafia. It's like an organization. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like it's you keep it in the family. Correct. Basically. Well, there's a reason. Well, not that Alpine's a bad driver. There's a reason there's a tie driver currently in the seat. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's the way it gets played. The, they need that. They need that strategy as part yeah. of the, the way they operate the family. Absolutely. So, the let's go back to racing point for a bit because that's really the the talking point of the weekend. Um, the FIA sporting regulations breach comes down. They get fined four hundred thousand pounds, uh, which is Lawrence Stroll's fucking ashtray money. Um, he's already, per he's car. already made that back. Yeah, yeah. Um, they get seven point five points championship points per car, so fifteen points. And is it Renault, McLaren, Ferrari, Williams, and Renault? Uh, McLaren. You've already Mercedes mentioned McLaren. I think it's Mercedes. It's five. Well. Yeah, no, Mercedes ain't fucking um, appealing. I'm talking oh, about appealing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, there's five teams that are appealing. The decision, and then you've got uh, Racing Point, who are obviously going to appeal the decision. Now, I, I watched every bit of the coverage yesterday, and they crossed to uh, Karun and Jensen talking to Otmar, Otmar, the boss of Racing Point, and he was brutally honest, brutally passionate, and it was fuck. It was really good. He was basically saying, "They're going listen." We've done nothing wrong, and I am ab- like it was so much passion. Mm. I am so not more so than you know when you hear a, a, a company boss or a CEO or, or a team boss talk about this stuff. They you can normally tell they're talking out their ass. This bloke was passionate. We 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 run Mercedes parts in a car. We run Mercedes uprights. Um, we bought the the designs for the rear brakes last year. Um, and we didn't build them until this year, but there's literally nothing inside there that we could change because we take their upright. So there's not, there's very mm. little we could do. There was, he was just really passionate about it, and I thought, shit, you know, I'm I, if I was if sports were running a market, I'd back Racing Point to win the appeal. The appeal. Yeah. Then you turn on the Sky Sports coverage today, and they do a fucking amazing tribute to Sterling Moss. They do all these beautiful things, and then they cross to. Oops, they fucked it up. They they said we're going to cross to Lawrence Stroll talking to um, to their own reporters, but in the end, it was his hostage video. I swear <laughs> to fucking god, it was a Lawrence Stroll, Stroll hostage video. He's sitting there, 
straight down the barrel of the camera with an auto cue because I can see his eyeballs moving. It was a terrible auto cue. It was too big. Anyway, um, and he's reading a statement which was way too long, talking about how we've never, I've never cheated in my life at anything. Um, we haven't cheated. We've you done everything within reason. Too much. Yes. Oh, it was awful. And it was like everyone just shut him up. And then he did do an interview, one on well, two on one with with Sky Team, and it was just as boring. It was just as boring. It was just as bad. And just listening to his tone of voice, it sounded like he was running off an auto cue, even though he wasn't looking at an auto cue. Telling you, he's the worst thing they can put up publicly. They need to stick to Otmar and mm. let him do his thing. Uh, I know that he's personally aggrieved by it all, but it's a fascinating debate. And it's been interesting to watch Simon, the host of the Sky Stuff, try and talk to the other guys, and they've kind of missed what he's getting at. Because the real problem, the real question here is, you know, should is, is about the next five, ten mm. years of Formula One and about customer cars and customer parts and stuff. Mm. Because in the end, if, if you're to believe a racing point, they legally obtained the designs to the rear brake duct last year when they were allowed to in 2020 that part becomes a listed part and they're not allowed to buy off another team but they've got the designs they've done some CAD drawings on it they've done a few drawings they've got iterations of it themselves they build the part and and then it all comes undone it's like no one thought about the ramifications yeah. of making that change there should needs to be like a grace period it, mate I it agree just with doesn't that. make any sense what what's actually the brake duct is the worst kind of halo example of this whole thing that they're making because in reality everyone's blowing up that they've designed the car but they've literally drawn the same car right up right? until the round bit on the nose exactly. to fit the Mercedes logo yeah so which they should just put a point on the racing point logo yeah. I don't know why they don't do that um, and I said this the other week fucking why wouldn't you have done that yourself anyway like this is the problem is they all I reckon they all look at IndyCar I bet you they sit around a dinner table with the IndyCar and go oh that's just look it's just a different paint scheme they're all the same car but what they don't notice is it's fucking really good racing. And there's a bit of bit of wheel to wheel. There's a bit of two around a corner stuff. Like if we're all blown yeah. up about it, what are you doing to make the racing better? And for a team like Racing Point, who's got no uh, road car attached to it, so they're not needing yeah. to do any R and D for for their road cars. No, mm. this is purely motorsport. Yeah, just copy and copy and paste the fastest thing you can find. And and as I said the other week, you know what? If everyone copied and pasted, they're not going to stay the same for even three races no. because they're all going to iterate the fins and the and everything is going to get iterated to the nth degree to find what can, what how they can be faster than the one that they copied. In reality, if everyone had copied four years ago or three years ago, we'd now be at a point where everyone was slightly closer. But Adrian knew, knew he would never allow himself to... You know, too much pride. Completely yeah. waver from a design like and, that, and right? knowing and knowing Adrian Newey, like he's never designed a car that is computer based. It's always been on a piece of paper. Sure. and he's a genius. Let's face it; he would never try. But, but is he? That's I mean, he designed a fucking amazing car when Seb and Mark were there. Yeah, but what's he done in response to to Mercedes? Is it their what's is it their engines that they've been having? I think is the it? Honda engine, the Honda engine is probably just as good as the Mercedes Seems engine. Well, pretty I powerful think, down the yeah. stretch today. I think their their best was what was Daniel's last year outside of the Renault reliability. If that engine didn't blow yeah. up every second race, mm. they they that was they were right up there. Yeah, yeah, true. So my, the the thing that's really interesting is you listen to other team bosses. Christian is the best, obviously, because he's pretty he's pretty honest. What we think is anyway, but he he's standing there yesterday talking about how this is this is more than just a breakdown. This is a Concord Agreement situation. Mm. Because at the end of the year, we distribute hundreds of millions of dollars among the manufacturers. 
And if they're not a manufacturer, are they entitled to that money? Mm-hmm. Yeah? So he's saying, are we creating two classes of car? Like one is a manufacturer and one is a customer? So Red Bull AlphaTauri. AlphaTauri doesn't earn constructors' points. Do those constructors' points funnel up into Red Bull? I mean, I actually think that what we're seeing is a kind of a fundamental shift in that Concord Agreement uh, manufacturer slash constructor mm. relationship that says, you know what, in 2022, let alone maybe 2025, maybe you do have a Mercedes, um, um, a Ferrari, uh, Red Bull and McLaren as manufacturers, uh, and you have customer cars based on those that run similar, you know, if not identical cars with slightly different parts that are iterated by the team themselves that, you know, Formula One allow... Uh, a customer car to or require a customer car to do their own aero work on wings and stuff, but the fundamentals of the car are locked in. And I mean, then that, I've, never, I've never even thought about that, but that sounds mm. awesome. Why not? Yeah, and then you don't have then you, you then you don't have Haas and Williams this and is, at the right. back of the grid every race because See, they Williams, can't afford it. And we, I don't think Williams could bring themselves to do it. They, they, be, they would be because they would want to be a manufacturer. They would be too proud on their own pride to even consider a, doing financially that. and yeah. B for pride, and that's the problem with the sport. Is it's too? It's actually and it's interesting discussion on the 70th anniversary of the very first Grand Prix, because they're all trying to make out like this is the sport. This the sport is these ten manufacturers building cars. But actually, no one gives a fuck. No, no. It's, uh, but My it's son doesn't give a shit who built the car. He worries what stickers on it. Exactly. I mean, well, it's like supercars now, going from red versus blue to exactly it's whatever just a it is. Chassis with a yeah. with it's a common th- chassis. But the thing is, when you go back those seventy years, back then there were so many customer cars in the field anyway. Mm. So yeah, you know, like you had absolutely. Yeah, it, it's no different to what it is now. And uh, I think Otmar would not want to be, you know, you want to be careful poking the bear on that now because mm. he wants his share of the manufacturer money now. But, like, if the cars are going to change in 2022 and they're all working towards that, you know, the next regulation change needs to favour the smaller teams being able to do a whole lot less work, which will save them a whole lot of money. I mean, it's kind of logical, really. Which is what's desperately needed. Like, it's, like if we're honest, the last six or six, eight cars on the grid are just making up the numbers at the moment. But a lot... I'm trying to reflect back on, I don't know, trying to remember cars of you know, when Simtech was around in, you know, 94 and stuff. Like, they were never really going to challenge for victories. Pacific, Simtech, 40, back in those you know, days, yeah. Like Pacific Grand Prix, I mean, it was never going to win races, or was it if Michael Schumacher chose to drive for them? This it, is, but it was never you'll never as, know. It wasn't as bad as what it is now. Okay. Uh, well, I, I think that's the problem is, and I don't know that Formula One's talking about it in that way. But I just, I don't know, maybe it's just bullshit, but maybe I, I'm just getting the sense that that's what your Christians and mm. your Matia and your Totos and others are thinking. Well, actually, it, well, if they're smart, our slice of the pie could be enormous if, you know, 70% of the, of the revenue goes to manufacturers and 30% goes to constructors. Yeah. Uh, and we're, you know, essentially selling cars. And, you know, it's a, it's a great format for the whole thing. And, unfortunately, this whole racing point thing is what's shining a light on it. And I think at this po- point, Otmar would not want to be seen as anything other than a manufacturer. Because that's what he says. He said, and he was very passionate about this. He's like, we've ma- we make every part, you know, we make our parts. That all the re- parts we're required to make, we make. Mm. So, he, we're a manufacturer. We make the duct. We, we built the duct. We drew the duct. But, I don't know, it's just such a bullshit thing that it's the only exciting part of the sport this weekend was... The discussion about Racing Point. Yeah. Well, it, that's sad. 
And well, yeah, and look what they've the fact that they've they have done that in this similar but not really vain of what we're talking about is it's added a, another competitive team, another mm. team that we think maybe can challenge a podium. Because if because if, if they hadn't done that, it would be Mercedes and Red Bull. It, Even I mean, Ferrari's not there this year. Like it, it, it's, it's interesting because yeah. you look at what where Racing Point were last year, and you've got to remember that they did have an ownership change. I think in 2018 or something when Force India drew, withdrew and put the team up for sale. They're like they've come a long way, and yes, they have had that help. With the Mercedes chasing and everything else, but had they been in the back of the field, There's we wouldn't be talking. Lawrence. Yeah, we wouldn't be talking about it. <laughs> There's Lawrence. Yeah, he's probably planning his next hostage video somewhere along the line. But it's that's a strange. Guy. I know, I know. But had Racing Point been at the tail of the field again this year, like they were last year, we wouldn't be talking about them. The fact that they're at the front of the field this year means. Yeah, we're talking about them. They want to play. Oh, one be of the a things Otmar said was, um, and again, not a direct quote, but it's, he said, Formula One is based around copying. When someone has a great idea, mm. it gets copied. The fact that we uh, created a vehicle that, you know, is essentially a copy of last year's Mercedes, I mean, what's the crime? That's, yeah. that's his point. Outside of the debate around the legality of, and by the way, it's all about the sporting regulations, not the technical. It's completely, the car is a big tick. From a technical regulation perspective, it's purely about the sporting regulations. It's it's hilarious. And I, as I said the other week, I just think it's funny because every other team's going, like Hass or whoever, are going, fuck, oh, could we have just done that? Why the fuck didn't we do that? Just draw the same car. It's, it's a protest out of just being frustrated that you didn't think about it. First. Exactly, because it's too late to think about yeah. it. Because what, what are they allowed to do next year, Connor, in terms of changes to the cars? Is it, I know the regulations are static, but... Is the design? Are they allowed to redesign cars next year? Cause I, I don't think so. They're I, gonna, they're gonna, the got, I think they've got to carry over the same car into next year. Yeah, so, so I understood that they basically gone. You can't design a twenty twenty one car for the for these regulations. You have to because we want everyone working on twenty twenty two. Plus, we want to ensure we start working towards the cost savings. So it's not like anyone can take advantage of this at all. No, no. <laughs> yeah, you're you're Gunther Steiner there going just. Thinking you're looking like a bunch of fucking wankers. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? The other thing is, if they are filming Drive to Survive, um, the racing point thing is just going to be a goal. goal. Oh, it would be an absolute goal. I 100% reckon they are. Yeah, Without a question. It, 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 even if it's just some guy with a Sony Handycam walking around, like... Just get all the social media people's iPhone yeah. footage. It'll, it'll be fine. Here's an interesting point. Here's a fact. Uh, I just noticed it's courtesy of WTF1. Give them a plug there. The number thirty-three has dominated not only Formula One today with Max Verstappen, but number thirty-three won Moto Two and Moto GP. That is like what? What are the odds of that same number winning three classes of motor racing? Isn't the number day? three superstitious in some cultures? What I find more fascinating is that there's someone who compiles that shit because like it doesn't mean anything no. <laughs> it's like it's just someone who's it's so so oh. addicted to motorsport they've watched everything and they've, they've picked the numbers got I, th- I find it no, I'll yeah. tell you it's more fascinating to me is you go from a Red Bull had a 3 and a 33 to a 23 and a 33 I find that more fascinating mm. a lot yeah. of 3s fair point I love the 3s <laughs> yep and Dick Johnson Racing sponsored by three threes. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, yeah. there it is. Did, did there it three is. mobile ever sponsor a car? Just the cricket. Fuck, remember three mobile? Three cricket, mobile. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I don't think they ever did. 
I oh, know they did. No, they, they had were, orange. They there was cricket. there was orange. Orange, orange, which then merged with three. Which what are the, who they sponsor? Arrows. Oh right. Oh yeah, but not in supercars. Right. No. Okay. Mm. Yeah, they did sponsor orange. But that was but that were, orange was much bigger than three. Let's be clear. In, in Europe, mm. much bigger. Yeah. It was huge because it was that was the brand name for Hutchison Telecom. Correct. Yes. Fuck. What well, three threes Hutchison? Uh, yeah, but that was their, their yeah, European yeah, yeah. brand, so they just yeah, merged yeah. the brands essentially. Fuck, that's how boring. Anyway, we've, nice we've been talking about telco names from 15 years ago. Uh, anyway, um, Spain next week. Spain. Barcelona. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. I'm missing travelling. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I fired up Flight Simulator before I came in and flew over Berlin because Berlin have a Formula E race at the old Tempelhof Airport. Yeah. You're the Sick. third person to talk to me about it. Yeah. yeah it was Cam- Campbell told me. Cause it was oh, it was Campbell. Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our, mutual, our mutual friend. friend Campbell <laughs> sent me a fucking Instagram. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, from, uh, I didn't from know. IFA. And they're about to hold their fourth of six races around this time now or later they're on early this morning. So... By the time you listen to this, we'll probably know who has won race four of the Berlin E-Prix. And the first, uh, they've, they've done, the first race was on Wednesday night, or well, Thursday morning. They did one on Friday They're morning. they churning them out. Yeah. Saturday morning, well, Sunday morning. That's good for yeah. the three people who give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Does anyone? Connor. I give Connor, a shit. Well, we knew you did. <laughs> I know I give a shit. I mean, I'm a rev head, but I've Su- never Wolf. watched a race. Susie Wolf, does she? Was she a team boss in there or something? Yeah, yeah. Okay. She, well, oh, she so just just speaking, of Susie Wolf. Did you oh, see Toto on the back of the scooter the other day, and then no. Susie commented on that? No. Yes. So he got there was some drone footage of him and someone in the team, and he was like on the back of a little electric scooter, like the electric razor scooter yeah, yeah. ones, a little bit close for for comfort. Um, and they'll say, yeah, the drone footage over that, and Susie Wolf commented on it or something like, I, I wanted him to get into um, mobil- electric mobility, but not like this. <laughs> <laughs> he was def- he was sleeping on the lounge that night. He's in trouble, Toto. Oh, yeah. All right, <laughs> uh, Spain next week. I don't know. Catal- Catalonia is not uh, it's not renowned for excitement, but um, we have had uh, Nico and, and Lewis go off on turn three or four. I would there, like so it to happen. Bring I would that like on. it to happen we next any, week. We didn't have any pranks today. So well, we there was, yeah, there was only one retirement, and that yeah. was uh, Magnus. Magnus. Just because Magnuson had 45 seconds of nine different five-second penalties. <laughs> that's, that's, that was simply it. It's like, <laughs> dude, we just keep getting these pop-up <laughs> messages, and you can't, you've got a virus, you've got to clear the pop-ups. Uh, so, yeah, all we can hope for, and it's just the worst thing to say, but all we can hope for is a great crash. <laughs> um, <laughs> and everyone still is safe. Everyone's, of course, we want everyone to be safe. Oh, very, I watched Rush earlier safe. today, so... Just back when it was all dangerous and everyone Yeah, was. yeah. <laughs> you know, all, all the footage from earlier, um, in, you know, f- 70 years ago was pretty epic, but it's, it's safe now, okay, everyone? It's safe. Goodbye. <laughs>